0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is I, Mr. Gadgets, the prodigal son, back on Public Radio. I don't know exactly when you'll be listening to this, but uh I think I've like missed out on an entire scheduling system and there's a new one. But if this if I'm reading it right, it may be sooner rather than later. But I have decided that uh this would be a good one to put on Public Radio because It is about something that occurred, an event kind of a report, and uh, it really doesn't matter that uh, the event has already occurred. Uh, It's just uh, giving you an idea of what it was like to go to the event and what kind of events are around uh, you uh, that you could do this kind of report. So that would be my challenge. If you like this, uh, go to some... Hacker Public Radio kind of an event. You go to some event that you know hackers would be interested in and, and uh, you know, put in your report of uh, how all of that uh, took place. And the event I'm talking about is Maker Fair here in the Kansas City area. And uh, this is going to be kind of a take two, I guess. I, I, I don't know whether you're going to hear this one or the first one. I tried to call in, but I lost my cell phone signal and I don't think it got saved properly. So I'm trying it again. Uh, Maker Faire here in Kansas City, this is the third annual full-size Maker Faire that we've had, and I have had the opportunity to attend all three and to actually more actively participate uh, in the the last two. Uh, it's down in the uh, central area of Kansas City by the old Union uh, Station, the Union River Road Station, and they use that space uh, both inside for lots and lots of different uh, uh, tables and booths and things with people showing things that they've made or things that you can make yourself, as well as outside. they got interesting attractions there, and uh, they even used uh, space for lots of things that would be uh, of interest to children and activities for kids at the Baker Fair uh, this year in the Science City, which is... Uh, The local science museum, natural history museum, has a science city that kind of is uh, alongside the uh, old train station. It's not actually inside the train station building. They built a new uh, area right alongside of it that connects to the train station. So they have a lot of things for kids there, activities they can participate in, and things like that, lots and lots of things for kids and uh lots of children and their families uh, that were coming by this was a little nicer this year than it was last year because last year it was one of the hottest uh weekends of the year when maker fair occurred which uh, it's been here for the last few years and i'm hoping will continue uh to be the last uh, weekend of june and uh last year it was so very very hot uh one of the hottest summers we've had for quite a while, and uh, it was the hottest weekend. At least up until that point, and they have been one of the hottest weekends of the summer. So the people who were doing outside type of things, I, I really were was uh, worried about them because it was just so oppressively hot. Also last year, since they didn't do the things in the Science City area, and it was so hot outside, uh, really made for everybody to be staying inside in the air-conditioned building as much as possible, and it was very, very packed last year. It didn't seem as packed, although I imagine when the actual figures come out that the amount of attendees will probably equal or surpass last year's, Uh, but it was harder to actually get a a real pulse of that because of of the way it was spread out in probably a more efficient type of manner. Uh, There were several different uh, groups that were there. I was kind of there with the Make KC group again uh, to help out with that uh, in whatever way I could. And uh, there was also another uh, hacker group. You know, there's hacker space here in Kansas City called Hammer Space. Originally, there was a group called Cowtown Computer Congress, and they never managed to get there on any of their nights when they were doing things. But then somebody else opened, found a space, uh, in a slightly different part of town and opened up this hammer space uh, site, and uh, it had more tools and things like that for making physical things, uh, lots of equipment that you may not understand how to run and uh, may not be able to afford in your home workshop available in that space, and the countdown computer people have kind of moved down. Uh, and uh, coexist in that space. So you've got computer guys, through the software side of things, and you've got guys building things there uh, in the Hammer Space. Lots and lots of interesting projects. They have the biggest group of tables, I think, there with the Hammer Space people. And uh, it was it was quite interesting all the different things that they had uh, that that group had worked on. Of course, the Indie Maker Fair is uh, a lot about 3D printing you know, the maker revolution has a lot of 3D printing kinds of elements to it. And there were all different types of uh, 3D printers that you could see. In fact, one day, the second day of the fair, towards the the middle of the afternoon, I overheard a couple walking by with their children. And the wife said, oh, look, it's a 3D printer. And the husband said, where? And I was thinking to myself, really? I mean, you couldn't swing a dead cat and not get two or three 3D printers, <laughs> you know? It was just—it was a very target-rich environment if you were interested in 3D printing. And I saw all different types, various uh, designs of 3D printers. And that was a fascinating aspect of things. There were some guys outside who had some 3D printers, as well as inside, And it, instead of the of the head moving and the platform moving up and down for the 3D printer. There were a few that had uh, the platform being, the bed being totally still, and the head being moved both uh, back and forth in the X and Y axes, but also the Z axes. In fact, one group came up from the Arkansas area, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, a group of hackers, and uh, there was a company who, down there who came up, and they uh, had a person who came up along with them who had built uh, this kind of spider-like. It was like a three-legged spider is what it looked like, and the three articulating arms would then move the head, and the platform stayed still, and it would build up the
1: 3D object. That was certainly an interesting one. Although I,
0: I told them that I thought that I would have dreams at my night nightmares of the spider coming off of its mobile station and walking around my house. Uh, speaking of harm, you know, there were plenty of people who were talking about, you know, being able to have robots, uh, you know, uh, 3D printers that could print robots that could then replicate themselves and somebody else, of course, who was working on getting the robot be more and more intelligent. So, like probably any maker sure that you go to, you're, you're seeing those beginning points for the robot apocalypse that will, will end up destroying us Uh There was another group from the St. Louis area, and that was a pretty substantial trip for both of those groups. Little Rock is probably five, maybe even six hours away, and St. Louis is at least four, and they came in there. Met another young man outside who had all kinds of interesting projects. A lot of things uh, in terms of trying to aid people who have various types of disabilities, and uh, he lives in Nebraska. He said the closest really hacker space to him is two or three hours away, and he had come in just to be with people that could understand what it was he was talking about. Because nobody where he lives in Nebraska could really understand when he talked about the project. I thought that was interesting. The group from St. Louis had not only some very interesting things with. Uh, 3D printers and things like that. But they also had a printing press where they were printing things. But they had handmade uh, a physical press with gears, you know, press things down. And they had made uh, one of those remote control telepresence kinds of things. If you're familiar with Big Bang Theory, you remember when Dr. Sheldon Cooper decided he couldn't leave the apartment? And so he had himself a uh, robot telepresence device with a screen and a webcam. And they had built one of those we were driving that around and things like that. That was fun. Uh, one of the guys in Hammerspace uh, has built some uh, tube amplifiers. And that really, really calls to me. He's got a very interesting design with text-shaped enclosures that are connected together with a central shelf that uh, are his speaker enclosures. And then uh, and those are made out of layered, uh, layered wood. Uh, and then he has he on the centralized shelf is where he has his three-tube circuit for his amplifier, and it was kind of a retro sixty tube amp uh, kind of thing that you could use to uh, plug in your MP3 player. And uh, I just, oh, man, that one really, really interested me. One of the guys in the Hammer Space area also had, uh, he had recreated the, uh, the gearing mechanisms internal to like a wind-up, toy, this little bear that would walk around him. He'd made a giant plastic version of that, and uh, he had on a fez one day. I was really interested in his thing that he had made, and he had a hand crank to be able to, to operate uh, all the gears and everything and move the uh, articulated legs. But he also had on this fez that had a tube on the fez, and I, I walked up to him and said, I'm really interested in your project, but I also think I need to join your lodge, because I think I already know one of the main tenets of your, your Lodge brothers, which is that real electronic glow. Uh, so I've got it in the back of my mind that I, I may have to try to tackle, once I start building more electronic things, I'm going to have to tackle making myself uh, a little tube amp. Uh, that would be fun. Uh, there was an internal uh, uh, the guy that had one of the singing Tesla coils outside. We had Arc uh, the first year they tried Architect Insight, nobody could hear anything while they did their show. Last year they put them outside and that was much better. Uh, this one did have a singing single small tenth of oil about the, he only did brief things with the with the musical temple coil, so it wasn't too bad in terms of interrupting uh, conversations. Met a really interesting guy whose uh, act actually goes by steam trash and he was a magician using recycled kinds of materials and things like that. He had a really cool Cigar box guitar and a really cool case he had made out of his cigar box guitar. I met him early in the morning on uh, Saturday and was talking with him about his case and his guitar and everything like that. He had a really great act, I saw him do his thing, and uh, like I said, all recycled materials. So he kind of integrated a nice environmental message along with his act. And that was cool. Uh, outside, we had the amateur radio operators, which we had last year, had them again cause. Last uh, weekend of uh, June is when the amateur radio operators around the world practice their field day operations, which is emergency communications. So usually when you have any kind of emergency happening, uh, the first people to establish communications from those emergencies are amateur radio operators. They're the first people to get the word out about how things are going in that area before the cell phone companies can get everything up and running again and the telephone companies can get the landlines going, the amateur radio operators can come in there and get uh, information in and out of those areas that have uh, natural disasters that take place. And this is kind of the weekend where they practice that. They go out and they work all off of battery power and antennas that they have put up uh, just for the, the purposes of field day, which runs from Friday afternoon until Saturday. Uh, and they do that overnight, even on the, the Friday night. So. Uh, That was going on there and uh, had all kinds of interesting things outside. Some guys had taken the little electric kind of children's toys, uh, the little ride-on kinds of things that are uh, little Jeeps and uh, other kinds of vehicles, and they run off of 6-volt or 12-volt gel cell batteries. And they had actually taken those and added more batteries and, uh, you know, done some work on the motors to make those run faster, they were actually racing them on the little course that they set up. So uh, once again, we had the young people that were out, they make foam rubber uh, kinds of uh, arbor and have foam-covered weapons and actually are whacking at each other pretty hard because foam weapon and not like OCA where you can get really hurt all that bad, uh, and so they were. I was worried about them last year when they were <laughs> out there in the heat. This year it was at least thankfully cooler for them. Every so often they would parade through the inside uh, like a bunch of barbarians and make a lot of noise and uh, let everybody know that they were outside doing that kind of thing. And I think just overall it was a great experience. This is my third one, and I plan on being at the Maker Fair every year that they have it. Uh, and I think it's just a wonderful thing to get together with all these people who are interested in things that they can make, things that they have made. There was candy leather there showing kids how to work leather. There was another kid. I, I bought a print from him. Well, actually, I gave him a donation for a print. And he had a, a print of a vacuum tube with the word make on it. I thought that was very, very cool. So that little piece of art is going to go up at my cubicle at work. And uh, it was just a great time. Uh, there were, you know, I wore my Linux shirts both days, and people were commenting on that, thinking that was cool. There was even one group, uh, a couple of young men from Kansas State University out in Manhattan, Kansas, and they think they have an idea of being able to do 3D printing with aluminum, actually using aluminum wire on a spool, and I will be following closely their progress in that regard. So that's my little report on Maker Faire KC. Hopefully this time it takes, and uh, you're listening to me talking to you right now. So what kind of things do you have that you can go to Uh, There was one group that I found out uh, that there was a Comic-Con apparently here in Kansas City, and I didn't even know it back in April. So I'll probably be attending the Comic-Con, and I will be reporting to you what it is that I saw and what it is that I uh, did at the Comic-Con. And if you've got a Comic-Con or some other kind of geeky hacker interest kind of thing that you go to, go ahead and submit a report like this and let us know you're doing in your particular area, but until then, this is Mr. Gadgets, and I will be signing off. And I'd like to remind you, if I ever start up my uh, my open shorts podcast, this is how I would uh, end every podcast uh, of uh, making you know things out there and hackable hardware. And that is, I encourage you to go out there and do something to make something, do something. 73, this is Mr. Gadgets, AB0YO, signing off and out here on the technological frontier. Bye now. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alive 3.0 license.